Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. After a bit of a break from us and the paddock too, we're back to F1 action. Since the last GeForce Podcast about Formula One, there have been a quite a few newsworthy items, including the Spanish Grand Prix results. So we'll jump in and recap the Spanish Grand Prix, and then we'll cover some of the news that happened after the Grand Prix as well, including some changes to the F1 calendar. So the Spanish Grand Prix, yeah, we know, it's been a few days, eight days to be exact, since the race itself And yes, we haven't released an episode recapping the race yet. To be honest, we felt the race was fine, but most of the entertainment at the front of the pack was due to the team tire management strategies. But there were some really exciting moments throughout the weekend itself. One of the key items had to do with what seems to be another record-breaking season for Sir Lewis Hamilton. The current leader in F1 points pulled off a pretty much perfect qualification on Saturday, which ended up with him taking pole position. His 100th pole position. This man keeps on redefining greatness. To put this insane accomplishment into somewhat comprehensible terms, The second and third most pole positions in a career belong to two of the greatest drivers ever. Michael Schumacher with 68 and Ayrton Senna with 65. It's not even close. Lewis is dominating this era of Formula One. To put this stat in another awesome comparison, this weekend was also another driver's centenary milestone. Second place in the standings, Max Verstappen started his 100th Formula 1 Grand Prix of his career, which is also an epic feat. But Hamilton has a pole position to go with every one of Max's Formula 1 races. That's wild. The race itself, like I said earlier, really came down to tire management strategies. A significant portion of the field started off on soft tires, including Hamilton, Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas, and Charles Leclerc, the top four starting positions of the race itself. We'll come back to the soft tire stat in just a little bit. On the first corner, Verstappen pulled off a pretty incredible pass and took the lead which he then held on to for the next 25 laps. Immediately after, we really didn't see too much craziness in that first lap. In fact, there was not a single safety issue requiring a safety car in that first lap, which was a first for this season. I guess you can count Portugal as potentially a second lap incident because Raikkonen ended up spinning off on the second lap, but it's debatable. The net here was that we didn't see a safety car right at the beginning of a race, which was pretty cool for once this season. Now back to that tire management. 
Verstappen ended up pitting on lap 25 to get his soft tires off and to put some medium tires on. As his teammate Sergio Perez proved at the Portuguese Grand Prix, those tires can last more than 50 laps, the medium tires. So in theory, Max, as well as Hamilton, who ended up pitting on lap 29, could finish the 66 lap race with only one pit. And speaking of lap 29, that's when Verstappen retook first place from Lewis, as Hamilton took that first place while everyone else was pitting. After, Hamilton kept on putting the pressure on Verstappen, closing the gap by driving just a bit harder than Verstappen. And that in turn caused his tires to wear out even quicker. On lap 43, Hamilton pitted again, while still behind Max. Why? Wasn't this just throwing the race away? Not quite. He ended up swapping on a set of fresher tires, with the intent to go full out and not worry about tire management for the remaining 23 laps, while Max would still have to worry about conserving his tires. This strategy really suited the Mercedes, and Red Bull decided not to gamble and just stuck with the one pitch strategy. That was a significant decision as it's the same call Red Bull made in 2019 at Hungary, when Lewis and Mercedes did the exact same pitch strategy. They ended up winning that race. And on lap 60 of the Spanish Grand Prix, with Hamilton and Verstappen way ahead of the pack, Lewis pulls off the brilliant move to take the lead an exact repeat of 2019 Hungary. Shortly after, Verstappen seems to accept that history had repeated itself and pulled in for a fresher set of tires to try and steal the fastest lap back for Red Bull. Lap 66 ends, checkered flag flies. Hamilton takes the win, Max takes second and the fastest lap time, and both us took third place. So where does that put us in the point standing? Well, Hamilton's obviously first with three victories this year. He has 94 points currently. Max is comfortably in second with 80 points. And Bottas third with 47 points. Fourth and fifth are just one point apart, with Charles Leclerc closing the gap on Lando Norris after his less than stellar weekend in the McLaren. Nonetheless, Norris's run in the McLaren was still good enough to keep a one-point advantage over Leclerc, with 41 points versus 40 points in the Ferrari. In terms of constructor standings, Mercedes and Red Bull dominate the pack, with 141 and 112 points respectfully. McLaren still hold the lead over Ferrari, with 65 points versus 60. These two teams are third and fourth in the standings, yet they're miles behind Merck and Red Bull. Is this a sign of competition failure already in this season? Or does this make the race for third place more memorable than most seasons? 
Let us know and reach out to us about that. Well, that's enough of a recap from Spain. Let's jump into some of the exciting news and updates from the past few days. First up, and probably most importantly, there is another schedule change. Seems to be the theme for the COVID era of Formula One. The season started with Canada on the calendar for June 20th, only to be replaced by Turkey due to COVID restrictions traveling to Canada. Well, time for some deja vu. The June 20th race at Turkey has been replaced due to COVID restrictions. Instead of Turkey, the French Grand Prix has been pulled in one week, and that's being followed with a double header in Austria, one of those races being an addition to replace the Turkish Grand Prix. Last year, we saw this Austria double header with Valtteri Bottas taking the win in the first week and Hamilton taking it the second week. Maybe we'll see the same this year. Or maybe we see a Red Bull up there taking the checkered flag. The other news item is more important to those of us who appreciate a good classic racing livery. Martini, Brumos, John Player Special, these are some of the most iconic racing liveries throughout motorsport. For this upcoming weekend's Monaco Grand Prix, McLaren have decided to bring out one of these historic liveries, Golf. Golf Oil have a storied history of brightly painted race cars and are one of the most iconic sponsors in motorsport. The light blue and orange are hard to miss but to many, us included, it seemed to work well on racing machines. McLaren have partnered with Golf for this season, but specifically for Monaco, they're bringing out a full-on light blue and orange car design to replace the usual orange. The last time a McLaren wore these colors? The McLaren F1 GTR that raced at Le Mans and a few other races. Needless to say, this propels this year's McLaren car to the ranks of legends, so hopefully it can live up to that livery. Aside from seeing golf liveried F1 cars ripping around the streets of Monaco, there are a lot of great things about this weekend's venue to look forward to. We're going to go ahead and release a separate episode just dedicated to the Monaco Grand Prix sometime later this week as the history and memorable moments alone could take up several episodes of the podcast. Make sure to tune in for that episode and let us know what you're looking forward to from the race this weekend by reaching out to us on Twitter and Instagram at GeForcePodcast.